Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, yes. I hope you folks have gotten your cocktails in place. I hope you popped your popcorn, and I hope you guys have your notebooks out because we are ready to rock and roll with some DFS. Happy Friday, everybody. I am excited to kick this episode off. And, of course, you all know I can't do it by myself. I'm just one person. So I had to bring one of my favorite co-hosts I've ever had in, in the history of all of my shows, one of my favorite guests Rosalie Michaels in to the show. What's going on, Rosalie? How you doing tonight? You really know how to butter a girl up, I tell you, right now. So, you know, Friday night, cocktails, football, you know, fun people. I know, Chase, you're one of my favorite people to talk football with, too. So, oh, stop it. Now you're just flattering me. I wasn't even buttering you up. It was that wine over there, the buttery mouthfeel of uh, maybe, you know, whatever you're drinking over there, maybe a Chardonnay. Or is that a yes, Chardonnay? I'm a classy Chardonnay. girl. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I love it for you. I love it for us. I and I love this this slate this week, right? Because this slate is so intriguing. Every single week we've had this these shit slates. These these slates that like there's no games over 50 points or even 48 points. You know, and, and this week we actually have one, which is so weird <laughs> to say because with the flex scheduling and just the way the season's gone, we just haven't had very many high scoring games. Typically, we have to choose between which jacks we want to go with because there could be five games that score over 50 points this year. That hasn't been the case. Now, we've still had games that have gone over 50 points. But when we look at it, you know, who would have guessed that? You know, the commanders and the Eagles would have gone, you know, to the levels that they went last week. What did it have hit over 65 points or something insane? Yeah, yeah. Let me see. They went over by 26 and a half points. <laughs> so almost 70 points. It was 69 points. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. How is Vegas getting it so wrong? Because I was looking at the, the over-unders, right, and how many – we've had eight hit the under – you know, last week, but when the overs are hitting, they're hitting by a lot. So Vegas is just getting these, these very, very wrong, which is weird because they're usually super good at it. Right. That's, that's their one job. So it's one job. 
their one job. So, but it's the games that are unexpected. Like you said, like the, the, the Philly and Washington, New Orleans and Indianapolis, right? Going for, for 21 and a half over. Uh, let me see. There was another one that I saw on here too that was just a huge amount over. And you're like, why? Oh, well, the Rams in Dallas, I think we expected to go over by, by a lot. But why wasn't it in the 51 range anyway? Yeah, why wasn't it bet up? You know, like yeah. why wasn't it put up to that point? And it's just yeah. it's strange how Vegas is, has been getting things wrong. But it's like I wouldn't even predict a lot of these errors that Vegas is making. Like if if you gave me that over under, I would say, you know, oh, maybe bump it up a point or two. But I'm not talking about bumping it up 20 points or 10 points or even five points. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's pretty bizarre. And this week, I guess we have a clash of a lot of elite level quarterbacks. They're going to be I'm just kidding. I can't even keep a straight face when I say that. I mean, we have like eight different backup quarterbacks that are going to be playing this week. And it's absolutely going to be a shit show. But that's what we're here for. And that's what we love. Now, yeah, that's that's the beauty of what we do, right? I mean, beauty. it's like did, did, Clayton Toon is starting at quarterback this week. Yes. Did you think you'd be saying that midseason? I mean, I thought there might be a slight possibility because I thought that he was going to be able to run with it in week one and then be able to, to take it up until Kyler, you know, ends up playing. But it's so weird because Kyler could have played potentially this week, but they want to make sure he's up to speed and that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, so, yeah, and and you know, against a Cleveland defense that is so has been really, really good. Whew, that Cleveland so good. defense has been really good. So, why would you? It's not like the Cardinals are are, are fighting for a playoff spot here. You know what I'm saying? So close. <laughs> so hey, close. the Cardinals have surprised though. The Cardinals have done a lot mm -hmm. better thus far in the season. But we we are here, Rosalie, to talk about some DFS, right? I could talk about the Cardinals all night. I could talk about how, you know, the draft picks are lining up and the Cardinals are actually in a really good position to succeed. But we got to talk some DFS because it's just a weird, strange week once again. Not any more weird than what it has been. But at least we have the one game, right? The one game that we think might be chalk, and that's going to be the Cowboys and the Eagles game. We're going to see, you know, Jalen Hurts, probably the top owned quarterback or, you know, up there in terms of of where he positions himself, at least 15 percent. We're going to see A.J. Brown north of probably 18 percent, maybe even 20 percent. Uh, I'm looking at Dallas Goddard uh, and Swift, most likely above 15 percent. So we're going to see a lot of talk over there. Meanwhile, Dak Prescott, probably in the top five in terms of most owned. We have CeeDee Lamb, who is probably going to be top five most owned, if not the most owned. I know that he's not projected to be there right now, but I I'm pretty sure he's going to end up there. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. Jake Ferguson. I mean, the mm -hmm. guy's tied with Travis Kelsey in terms of leading the league for red zone targets. So you know that he's going to end up there because the Eagles have suffered up against wide receivers in the middle of the field. So, yeah. And then Tony Pollard, who I don't really love this week, is still projected to be chalk. So it's... It's very weird week. It's like, do we want to go out and do we want to risk some of these plays in this game and just ride the chalk because they're expensive too. We can't talk about getting, uh, you know, Hertz in the same lineup as Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard and CeeDee Lamb, like, and, you know, Tony Pollard. You just can't do it because they're all expensive. So is there an angle that you're looking at for this game before we start talking about the lineups that you actually would want to attack? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously you want a you want a piece of that game because it is going to be a high scoring game. It's 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 a division rivalry, division matchup. The two top teams in that division, you know, Dallas versus Philly, it's always such a show. And I think it's gonna have be a huge fireworks show. It's it's it is hard, but those high prices of some of these players, I think I'm looking more like the Brandon Cooks type of space you know with with Gallup not you know you know questionable still I didn't see if he's you know where his status is right now but it's it's still questionable you know and and obviously CeeDee Lamb I mean how after last week and how can you not want CeeDee Lamb but he is going to be like you said probably the most owned in this game so so I think I don't mind the Ferguson pick because it is such a good matchup and he's going to be a little bit cheaper than some of these other guys. Um, but yeah, I think maybe you go to some of those second and third tier guys for maybe a dart throw in that game, as opposed to paying up for the big guys, except for Dak. I think that Dak is somebody that you definitely could look at. Yeah. And, and Kevin Byard, speaking of Kevin Byard got traded over to the Eagles, which is their biggest hole on defense was covering the middle of the field. You know, so now it's like, okay, do they double team CD Lamb on these crossing routes that we know he's more than capable of running? Do they put mm -hmm. Kevin Byard potentially on Jake Ferguson to prevent, you know, some of these these bigger plays down the seam? It makes things very interesting in terms of how you want to attack this game. But I will say a guy that I'm going to be playing a lot of is going to be Devonta Smith because he's projected to have almost no ownership. We know yeah. that he's more than capable of putting up a big game. We know that leverages you off of A.J. Brown, especially if you go on the Cowboys side and you play like Dak Prescott. Uh, mm -hmm. We talk about Jake Ferguson, CeeDee Lamb, and then you run it back with Devonta Smith because you can't run that back with both A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. And we yeah. know that most of the runbacks are going to involve some form of A.J. Brown in that lineup because guess what? The running backs really don't do anything up against Dallas either. They have to stay in and they have to pass block. So mm -hmm. what DeAndre Swift has been doing outside of maybe a couple of screens that he could break big, but that's not going to be enough volume for DeAndre Swift to really pay off his price. So I really like Devonta Smith on this, this run back. I kind of wanted to get this out of the way just because I know that a lot of podcasts are going to be talking about it. Everybody, we will hop on to some of these other matchups as well, but I just wanted to get this out of the way. Rosalie, is there any other angle that you could see taking with this matchup? Maybe a, no. a Tony Pollard type play? I actually, I, I'm fading Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, though he's getting a lot of opportunity, he's not been super, uh, super, super, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, why, why? productive? Productive is a good word there. He hasn't been efficient, productive, productive uh, exactly. uh, advantageous to put into your lineups. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's been kind of ugly. It has not been at all what... I'd like it to be um, for a Tony Pollard. You know, we, we're used to back in the day of when Ezekiel Elliott would get the ball. There's just that domination. I don't get any domination out of Pollard. Um, so he's not somebody that I'm going after in this game. And yeah, when it comes to the Cowboys defense, you know, it's probably the, the, the easiest space to go against them, but they're still really good against the run as well. So yeah, we expect it to be high scoring if we expect it to be high scoring we know that Philly's going to have to throw the ball a lot which is why I haven't completely pivoted off of Jalen Hurts 
just because you know that he's going to be actively involved in the game the entire time. But, you know, the Cowboys, they give up, you know, the, they've only given up four rushing touchdowns on the year, one passing touchdown on the year. This is not a rushing game that I'm going to go after. And and I'm not, I've never understood the Pollard love. And it's just kind of playing itself out for me this year where it's like, He's not, he's not the answer to the run game for the Cowboys. He's just not. Absolutely love it. 100%. Rosalie, we, we got to talk some of our studs. We got to start building some lineups. People are going to start rioting in the chat if we don't start building lineups. So <laughs> are you ready to do this? Let's do it. All right. I need everybody to, if you haven't grabbed a beer yet, go grab your beers, go grab your drinks. You have a seven second mini bumper ready to hit you right now. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, I hope you guys had enough time because it is time to talk some DFS. We have some fun plays this week. We have some some strong plays. We want to discuss players that you need to get into all of your lineups or at least you know a good portion of them. And Rosalie, I, I need to kick it off to you because you know you can't sit there and, and get mad at the darkness, right? You got to light a candle. <laughs> How do you know that about me? What, what are you talking about? No, what? That's one of my favorite quotes. I, I didn't know you said that. <laughs> you didn't, huh? This is Wait, I forgot to tell you, too, before we jump in there. I just got to show you my favorite sweatshirt. We talked about my favorite quotes. So this is something that every woman needs for the football season. Sorry, can't. Football. Bye. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Like that's that's something I want that sweatshirt. Like, sorry, I can't talk. I can't go on any dates. Friday nights are packed. I got to study for for DFS. I got to do these DFS shows. Sorry, right? can't. can't. Football. Football. Bye. Bye. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you guys, I think everybody needs this shirt. They've got it in sweatshirt, t-shirts. Um, it's it's on the daily for me that I wear it now, just so people understand. Don't talk to me. I got football. Um, so. <laughs> I send, me a, send me a send me a message on Twitter and I'll send you the link for it. Love it, absolutely okay. love it. So, but but uh, yes, it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. Let's go. All right. <laughs> so, like, which players are we running out there this week? Which which people do we love to be the base to our lineup builds? Yeah, I am. Um, for me, I, I you like you said, you have to look at these slates and you have to figure out where is where is the Las Vegas odds makers getting it wrong. I personally think it's going to be in the New Orleans Chicago game, specifically on the New Orleans side, right? The over under there is only 41, uh, but New Orleans is favored by nine points. And I think that that's going to be an easy, easy cover for them. So I, I you know, Derek Carr, obviously not a bad choice, but I'm going with, with Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is really the cornerstone of that um, offense. You know, New Orleans versus Chicago. Chicago, first of all, has given up 17 passing touchdowns on the year. 
five of those two running backs. So you know that he's going to be able to get it done on the ground. You know he's going to be able to get it done in the air. And yeah, you know, Chicago's actually given up the third least amount of rushing yards to opposing uh, offenses, but they give up the seventh most amount of fantasy points to running backs. So what is that telling you? That's telling you that those running backs are getting into the end zone quite a bit, and they're giving up the fourth most amount of points overall to opposing offenses. So that 17 passing touchdowns have a lot to do with that. So I like Alvin Kamara. You know, when you look at touches, the touch leaders, you know, he's second to only Saquon Barkley in terms of touches per game. He gets 25 touches per game. It's insane. So when we talk about opportunity, when we talk about, you know, juicy matchups, Alvin Kamara is is my boy this week. It's really funny because I was just looking something up earlier today and I realized that both CMC and Alvin Kamara, although the differential in their games played is about 10 games, mm-hmm. CMC started 13 more games than Alvin Kamara has throughout his career. Yeah. 13 more, although Alvin Kamara has played 10 more games. But a, on a per-touch basis, they're almost identical in stats throughout their career. And I just thought mm-hmm. that was a really cool, uh, fun fact. But I love Alvin Kamara in terms of the focal point of this game because – Man, with Tyler Bajan, with with the way that this Bears team is going, I don't foresee it to be so much of a high-scoring game, but I do foresee points to be scored uh, in terms of the concentration. Mm-hmm. So I like Jamal Williams as an option. I really like Alvin Kamara as an option. You know, there's another player that you're probably going to talk about here in a little bit, so I don't want to ruin that. But uh, Chris Alave <laughs> is a guy that has, you know, just abolished or not abolished, excuse me, just eliminated the league. Uh, in terms of the air yards that they've mm-hmm. allowed or that he's received, and he just hasn't produced at that high end level that that we've expected in 2023, I still think that he could put it up against Chicago Bears in this weak pass defense. Yeah. So, so and and it is. It's. I mean, you look at. I, I originally had looked at Derek Carr, but I think that making Alvin Kamara my focal point, I'm able to. There's some really good kind of sneaky choices in terms of lower ownership, lower price points at that QB position, where I can take Alvin Kamara, and I love the Saints D up against it. At, you know, stacked along with it because you just mentioned it, right? Tyson Badgett. <laughs> Tyson Magic. First of all, when you look at the the amount of the Saints have nine interceptions already on the year. Nine out of you know eight games so far, seven that they've played. So nine interceptions on the year. And last week, what did Tyson Patchett do? Mm-hmm. It was pretty ugly, right? Tyson Badgett has, in the two games he's played, he's completed 56 of 80 passes for 477 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, and then fumbled twice. So there's a nice little little opportunity there for the Saints D to, to rack up some good points as well. And I talk about it every week. My favorite defense is that defense that has an opportunity to get the strip, sack, fumble recovery, Mm -hmm. and then take it for a touchdown. Those Mm -hmm. are typically the defenses that end up scoring the most. Uh, The biggest opportunity, four points scored on a defensive play. So I I love those opportunities, and I think that's right up the alley in terms of uh, a stack that I would like to build on. Uh, In terms of the, the quarterback stacks, some of the guys, or some of the stacks that I actually really like this week, 
I mean, I love the Seahawks Ravens game. And I guess we can go into that in a little bit. But like, I I like both sides of that, obviously more so the Ravens side, but you never know what's going to happen with the Ravens offense. You could have Lamar Jackson throw for five touchdowns. You could also have him throw for none. So, I mean, that's just just as big as a dart throw for me as a 5K quarterback, you know, in terms of what you could get versus, you know, what the risk is. Meanwhile, I love that the Browns are, you know, going to have Watson back this week. You know, prior to the show, we talked about Arizona. Not a great matchup. Uh, you know, we could be get left with a bunch of short field situations. And if you remember back in 2022, when they faced Washington, Washington was had an abysmal offense at the time, turned the whole ball over a whole bunch. I think Watson ended up having three or four total rushing slash passing touchdowns because mm-hmm. he was left at the 40 yard line like three or four times. And that was the Watson, you know, get right type game. I think that that could happen up against Arizona. Uh, meanwhile, the Texans and Bucks matchup is very interesting. We can dive into that here in a little bit. Let's go ahead and let's get a lineup up here. Let, let's start this build and figure out exactly where we would like to go. Okay. <clears throat> so where do we want to start at quarterback? Do we want to start at the high end? Do we want to start at the low end? We brought up Seattle. We brought up, you know, the Ravens. We, we also brought up CJ Stroud. Baker yeah. I... Where are we feeling? I like CJ Stroud a lot this week versus Tampa. Uh, you know, they, they, he is just very interesting to me, and I can't wait to see um, his progression. I also like Dak Prescott if you want to go. I mean, 6,500 for Dak is not bad at all. If you want to get a piece of that game, you know he's going to throw some touchdowns. There's there's going to be some touchdowns for Dak. There's going to be some some good uh, some good yardage there for Dak. So I don't hate that at all. It's going to be a high scoring game. You know, Philly gives up a lot of passing yards to opposing offenses. They also have given up 16 passing touchdowns on the year. So whereas, you know, we were just talking about the, the rushing defense of Philly, really good two rushing touchdowns. So I I like Dak here if we're, if we're going to go on the higher end, but I don't hate CJ Stroud either. I think we're obligated to build at least one Dak Prescott slash Jalen Hurts lineup. So (laughs) would you rather build a Jalen Hurts lineup or would you rather build a Dak lineup? No, I do not like Jalen Hurts this week. I, I, and I, it's just, I think he's too expensive for the Dallas Cowboys offense. I mean, All right, defense, so let's sorry. let's do Dak Prescott, especially after his explosion last week. It was like Mike McCarthy went in throughout the bye week, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we can pass the ball like Kevin Moore used to." Mm-hmm. Kellen Moore, oh. Kellen Moore was the guy that that actually knew how to run this offense. Maybe I should take some notes from him and do what we did last year and, well, and get Ceedee Lamb involved, get the tight end involved, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, boom, it worked. So, have you noticed? Have you noticed that these wide receivers, when they start to complain, start to chirp a little bit? Something happens. What happened when Jamar Chase started to chirp a little bit? Something happened. CD Lamb started to chirp a little bit. Something happened. Devonta Adams is like clockwork. Devonta Adams, yeah, chirp a little bit. He's also in my lineups this week. I love him. (laughs) I love that. I love that take. You know, Devonta Adams is is that dude that chirps and he gets it all the following week. We'll see what happens with that. But let's go ahead and let's build Dak Prescott. And we, we talked about Jake Ferguson. We talked about CeeDee Lamb. Is this two players we want to get in our lineup with Dak Prescott? Or do we want to try and go a skinny stack and and go somewhere else? With I, where I we like, go? Do we I, want to try Michael Gallup and Cooks? I, I, I would go Cooks over Gallup just because I don't think that Gallup's fully ready yet. Cooks is getting – he's getting the eye. He's getting the eye from Dak. So And he's a little Ooh. bit cheaper than CeeDee. Um, I do like the Ferguson stack as well, you know, 
but you gotta go with one of these cowboys. And if it's CD, I don't hate it. CD's gonna get stuff, but he's also gonna draw the most coverage as well. So can Dak get to his ceiling without CD Lamb though? That's the question. Well, I'm not saying CD's not gonna get some some opportunity. He absolutely is. But let's not forget how good Brandon Cooks is how fast he actually is. I think that people have forgotten how good he is. Um, so, but, you know, with Philly, they give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I, I think you're safe with either one. You're just paying a little bit less for, for, for cooks. So I think we've got enough money for, for either one. So. Yeah. I will say that JB Prague brought up the Eagles allow a lot of points to outside receivers and CD Lamb plays in the slot. I think that they give up a lot of points outside receivers that cross the middle, uh, to be honest. Brandon Cooks can do that. He can't beat their their team deep. We watched, what was it, the, the score he had last week was actually a, a crossing route that he got the touchdown in that back left corner. So I, I love the Brandon Cooks take here. I do think that you need to get a little bit different. And I think that if you play a CeeDee Lamb, Jake Ferguson, Dak Prescott lineup, and mm-hmm. then you run it back with anybody outside of Devonta Smith over there yeah. from the Eagles – you're going to end up having to pivot down to the Chuba Hubbards and you know some of these other cheaper wide receivers that's going yeah. to put you right in the same chalk as everybody else that, that's running out the lineups that are similar to this. So you're not going to be able to get different enough in the bigger contest to really you know win any kind of significant amount of money. You're just going to be playing the same lineups as everybody else. Yeah. So I do like the Brandon Cooks because that differentiates it. Now we just have to decide, can Dak Prescott get to a ceiling without CD lamb getting to a ceiling. And for me, I think I'd rather go see lamb at this point. Although I do love Ferguson. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's... Let me do the thing, do the thing. Oh, oh, I'm here. We're, we're just going to have this discussion because I'm, I'm far from right on a regular basis. I'm just throwing that out there. I am nowhere close to being right on a regular basis. I just get about, you know, 50% of my stuff. Okay. Like close enough, you know? So you are you taking a little CD and you're taking a little Brandon as well? I'm down to do both. I mean, all right. That's the way that, that Dak has to get there. Sure, you could have the touchdowns. This is the difference, right? So if we had a situation where I felt like with with Sean Watson, where we're gonna have opportunities for him to score because he's getting the ball at his own or at their the opposition's 40 yard line, you're gonna see Njoku get enough, you know, touches or, or looks to be fantasy relevant. I don't think that the Eagles are going to be turning the ball over on their, their own side of the field. I don't see yeah. Jalen Hurts turning the ball over a ton. I think this is going to be a shootout, which means that Dak Prescott is going to have long drives. They're going to have to, to, to get these breakaway opportunities or the volume. And although Jake Ferguson is valuable in the red zone, I'm looking at Brandy Cooks having a couple of breakaway opportunities because you talked mm-hmm. about his speed. You talked about his explosiveness. Meanwhile, CeeDee Lamb is going to see the volume. So that's where I personally would like to go. You know, if I believe that this game is going to be a shootout, it's with one of the deep targets and then CeeDee Lamb to get that volume. Yeah. Well, and to be, to be fair, Brandon Cooks is $400 more than Ferguson. So where do you like the upside more? Yardage? But Ferguson's shocked. Brandon Cooks is not. Exactly. Yep. I, so. I, I, I'm, yeah. Glenn, I, I, Glenn is laughing at, at Brandon Cooks. He's laughing at Brandon Cooks. Over here in the chat, we're, we're, we're looking at Glenn just laughing at B. Cooks. Uh, meanwhile, Nate Liss is in the chat as well. Big shout out to Nate Liss. Good to see anybody. All right. Let's go ahead and let's figure out a run back. And for me, 
I, I know what one of your fades is, so we don't have to talk about him, but let's just say Devonta Smith because you leverage on the, the lineup as well. Are you down to play mm-hmm. Devonta Smith, or would you rather see yeah. Goddard in the tight end position? Uh, I, I think if I'm going one of the two, I'm looking at you've got more opportunity with my personal opinion with Goddard. It's just Dallas has been so good against the QBs, against the RBs, against the wide receivers. They're not giving up a lot of yardage, you know, passing yardage. So, yeah, you know, of course, they're not facing Philly each week. So that's a little bit different. But, you know, don't let's not forget they did give up three passing touchdowns to George Kittle. So, yeah, you know, it's and look that, at Goddard's numbers. Could Goddard have Ooh. a two-touchdown game? Sure. Goddard did not put out two of the past four weeks, but he's still seeing the targets. Seven targets, five targets, mm-hmm. eight targets, nine targets with two touchdowns over the past four weeks. I mean, the, the opportunity is there for Goddard. We would like to see it translate more often, but when it does translate, we're talking about 18.7 fantasy points, 28.7 fantasy points, which yeah. that, that's the numbers you want to see, and that's the numbers you could see up against Dallas as long as he's not asked to block. Let's go ahead. Let's get Goddard into this lineup, and let's talk about where we want to go next because we have about 5,200. This is about the point that I like to put in a placeholder defense. I just want to get a defense in there so we know what we're working with in terms of, of real money, like gotcha. in terms of, of you know, what, what we can do with the other positions. I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to throw the Patriots in here. I know they're chalk and I actually hate that pick, so don't let me stick with that one. Um, yeah, but that's just where we're going to sit right now in terms of that. So now we have, <laughs> I won't, I won't. Uh, <laughs> now we have 5,800. And, you know, this is an opportunity where we could get in Alvin Kamara if we're willing to pivot down at the other positions. Do we, we want to do that can. yet? Or do we want to wait? Listen, I think let's put Alvin Kamara in and see what, because we've got some good, some really, really nice, value plays this week that i think we could put in there so if we can get some alvin kamara love i'd like it all right we got some love for alvin kamara in this lineup actually doesn't hinder us too too bad uh we're still sitting here with 5k per player i feel like we should just pivot down right now and and figure out where we want to go after that it it might have to involve one of our our sleepers that we might want to discuss yeah I, I'm going to give you a sleeper right now. I'm going to give you all a little tease. All right. I'm just going to tease it. I'm just going to just going to stick in the tips, see how it feels. Hopefully, you know, y'all don't hate it too much. Uh, Van Jefferson. If there was ever a time to play Van Jefferson, it would be this week with Drake London out, mm-hmm. right? With a defense that, you know, can be beaten deep. Meanwhile, you have Taylor Hineke, who we know can can sling the ball from time to time, right? I've I've been watching mm-hmm. Washington for years. He has that ability to keep the get the the deep ball to these guys. And honestly, I wish the Drake Lennon was in because Heineke like locks in to these alpha receivers, right? He he yeah. lock he will lock in Drake Lennon. Drake Lennon will have the best what next 10 games of his career, eight games of his career coming up to finish up the season because of how Heineke locks in. But for this one, he doesn't have an alpha receiver. Yeah, and, and I'm just saying, Van Jefferson just is an interesting case. I I have I've always liked Van Jefferson. I really have, you know, his his 
Dad was a wide receivers coach for the Cardinals. Uh, hey, everybody out there, I'm an Arizona girl. So, um, so, and, and I love that, that whole thing. I liked him with the Rams, but he could never kind of pull it together with the Rams. So it's, does he have some talent? Yeah. Is, is there some opportunity there? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, does Heineke go more towards the Mac Hollins kind of situation? You know, does he go more towards the, uh, the, a little bit more Kyle Pitts, you know? So I just don't know if Van Jefferson's going to get the opportunity that I want him to have. But, you know, yeah, the matchup against Minnie, it's good. It's real good. You don't hate it. Uh, but it's, it's, it's not screaming to me personally. No, I will say this is going to be my last my last little vote of confidence just to see if I can get you there. And I don't know if I will or not. But okay. he, he saw 13 snaps last yeah. week. Ended up converting those 13 snaps to, what, three receptions on five targets. Uh, didn't do much with the yards in terms of that for 24 yards. But he was at least involved in the offense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, right. I didn't get you there. All right. No, no, what I didn't get you there. Price, what is his price point there? 3600 that's pretty cheap. It's he can pretty get cheap. you there if he gives you a, if he gets you a touchdown and and you know a handful of yards, you're you're golden. But most likely, he's just going to get you a handful of yards, and you're going to be happy anyways. It's pretty cheap, but but let me throw this out to you and see yeah. if because going back to that New Orleans Saints game that I love, uh, that I really like, I, and and somebody that I do love for his absolute like deep threat, gonna you know going to give me all the points for very little money kind of situation. What about Rashid Shaheed? 4,500. Yes. He's more expensive. You know, he's averaging 12 and a half points per game. Alave, who you love is only averaging 13 and a half, but you know, last week we see, saw him connected on two long balls, including that 58 yard touchdown. Derek Carr loves this guy. Absolutely loves this guy. And yeah, I saw somebody dropped in the chat about Michael Thomas. And yes, I do like Michael Thomas as well this week. But, you know, Shahid, he's that long dart. I'm going to get a long touchdown out of him. Maybe two. Uh, and, and they're throwing the ball a lot. Derek Carr, the last couple of weeks, has thrown the ball a lot. Over 50 times each two, each of the last two games. So what are your thoughts on that? I, I like Sheed. I'm down for that. I, I figured we could save like an extra grand so that we could go yeah. up from 500 on each player. So that's kind of where I was coming from versus okay. just 250. But I'm down. Let's let's go with Sheed. Let's see what, okay. what we're left with. Okay. All right. So we're we drafting this player. We are left with two positions left. We are right now. We're sitting with Dak Prescott, Alvin Kamara, Brandon Cooks, Ceedee Lamb, Rashid Shahid, Dallas Goddard, the Patriots defense. Who we're going to switch out. We need a running back and a flex position. Both sitting at, at 5,300 ish. We can move we up want a little. A little bit of room to move out of that Patriots D. Yeah, so, I mean, I, they're middle, they're, they're middle of the road. And honestly, I would pay, take any other team outside the Patriots D just because the Patriots D is, is chalk this week. They're probably going to be the most or the highest percentage played uh, player, quote unquote, out of mm -hmm. any position on the entire board. Like they're going to yeah. see 30, 40% ownership. And it's kind of weird because it's not like Washington. Sure, Washington hasn't been great. Don't get me wrong. 
but yeah. the, Washington lost two defensive ends. They didn't lose mm -hmm. anybody on offense. Yeah. They, like we're not. Well, and Sam Howell can play against. Yeah. Not. I mean, we've seen him put up huge games. So. Yeah. I just don't understand the the chalk aspect. It's like, oh well, Washington's selling everything that they're doing. No, they're not. They're they're just trying to develop youth and, and acquiring picks on defense. Yeah. Like that doesn't affect the the Patriots defense whatsoever. So I'm cool with like with playing the Patriots if you have a certain lineup. But honestly, like that's my biggest fade of the entire week. Spoiler alert uh, for the next <laughs> section. God, we're 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 not staying on track with this. All right. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and let's let's figure out where we're gonna go with the running back position and, and the flex. Uh, if I go down to this range, we're talking about. Uh, like a Zach Moss type play, which I think is very interesting. Zay yes, Flowers, I love Hawaii. Zach Moss. Oh, yeah. Love okay. Zach. Uh, although, what did I just see? He is active. He is or he's not. Yeah, he's definitely active. He's definitely playing. Okay. I just I just um, saw some news about him, and I was like, wait, is he active, not active? So, um, yeah, I, I like Zach Moss. I love Kareem Hunt again against Arizona. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. So you like him more than like a Jerome Ford potentially? I, I just know that in the red zone, they look his way. They trust Kareem Hunt. Uh, so, and in the passing game, you see a little bit more Kareem Hunt than you do Jerome Ford. I think Jerome Ford just still kind of iffy. And I know, yeah, now there's three heads in the backfield, right? Pierre, Kareem Hunt. But I think when it comes to touchdowns and, and, and that red zone looks, we see a little bit more Kareem Hunt. He's just the big bruiser, right? He's the yeah. one that gets stuff done. Can I say it? Yo, you can say whatever you want. Right? It's a, you know, I, I do radio, I do TV. I got to be careful. <laughs> so um, so I, I like Kareem Hunt as well. Or, I mean, the thing is with Zach Moss, he's what, $300 more? $300 uh, more than Kareem Hunt. Yeah, and honestly, with Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor both, it's going to be a case of like who breaks the big one, mm -hmm. because we know they're going to run a lot, right? But they're both probably going to end up with thirteen to fifteen total touches because the mm -hmm. running backs are going to get the ball twenty-six to thirty times most likely. Which yep. one of these guys is going to break the big one? Because you know, either way, they're in a timeshare, and with Jonathan Taylor being infinitely more expensive. It still makes sense to to put your money on Zach Moss, who's still getting those looks. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I like Jonathan Taylor slightly more just because of the price, but in like in this situation, yeah, it, it's a great call for this type of situation. Uh, Kareem Hunt though is that workhorse. We've seen him take looks away from from Nick Chubb last year mm -hmm. in the red zone. Uh, my biggest concern though is that Sean Watson doesn't like using the running back in the red zone that yeah he likes to call his own number all the time but my my question is i don't know for me deshaun watson has just been kind of a big old wimp baby oh yeah kind of for not sure. kind of, really kind of no, a big old sure. wimp baby so Locked you can see in. him stubbing his toe like in the first quarter and going oh, i can't play anymore <laughs> my, my arm doesn't throw as hard anymore i gotta take yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the case just because of the criticism that he's come over this past week in terms of, of that. But I mean, I wouldn't put it past it. I wouldn't say that's not going to happen. I, yeah. I just, you know, with Kareem Hunt, we just see every running back that Sean Watson has ever played with has not mm -hmm. produced in the same level that he does whenever Sean Watson does play. Yeah. So, and that's fair. Uh, 
and, and you know that's just a concern of DFS. We look mm-hmm. at this range, and every player has their concern. Every player has the red flag. So yeah. it's like, which red flag do you want to take? And yeah. I think that's kind of where, where we're lying right now. I'm going to let yeah. you make that call. Where do you want to go? Uh, with over, over. So we're talking Zach Moss versus versus Kareem Hunt. Uh, and, and not we could even to, go cheaper, by the way. We could go yeah, down. Yeah, I know. I was looking at either Royce Freeman or, or uh, who is the – oh, Miles Sanders is interesting to me this week as well. Over Chuba Hubbard, huh? Yeah, Chuba Hubbard is the most inefficient piece of crap I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> Come on, let's look at this. like you look at his his game, like his games. Okay, let's look at it. Like he had 15 touches last week, 28 yards. Okay, 19 touches, 88 yards. That was his greatest against Miami. But nine touches, 35 yards. 14 touches, 41 yards. It's crap. It's absolute freaking crap. So they need to give the ball to Miles Sanders more. Um, it's just I can't I can't do anything with that's Chuba wishful thinking though at its <laughs> finest. That's it, that's, is, it sounds it like is. me. It's like hey, they should do this, so I'm gonna bet that they're gonna do this. No, no, that's it's not never it's the not, case. It's not just wishful thinking though. It is yes, you know he only had two. The, Miles only had two carries last week, which is just absolute. I mean, why do you go and get Miles Sanders? The beginning of the season, he was getting carries and he was doing fine with them but he was getting carries he was getting targets and so go to your better running back chuba hubbard has never proven that he was worth the the jersey that his number is printed on i'm sorry that's just i i know that's cruel that's absolutely cruel but you look at carolina versus indy right this is going to be something where they they, they need to score points. The run game is where their opportunity lies. Um, it, you know, 11 rushing touchdowns to the running back position. That's crazy. That's somewhere where I'm going to take a shot, but I'm not taking my shot with Chuba Hubbard if that's where we're going because I don't trust him, to be honest with you. I just don't trust him at all. That makes so, sense. He's a massive fade for me in terms of his ownership, so I, I don't hate that take. I, I just don't know. It's like, all right, so we can, we can have Zach Moss and, and Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor where they're yeah. both splitting, but then Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard are both splitting as well. And honestly, like I, I'd much rather go with the more expensive of the team that we know is going to succeed in the run game versus yeah. the team that we don't know that's going to succeed in the run game. The, but the I do want to throw yeah. out this one. This one right here, mm-hmm. Justice Hill, if you can see my screen, is an excellent uh, option potentially this mm-hmm. week up against a Seattle Seahawks defense and not only bolster their run defense with Leonard Williams, but also – could end up in a shootout. And we know that Justice Hill, whenever he's in, you know, they're in shootout type situations, as long as we don't have Gus Edwards scoring three freaking rushing touchdowns, uh, mm-hmm. Justice Hill can perform at a high end level. And he's only at 4,600, 600 above the minimum for running backs. Yeah. Uh, are you sold at all on Justice Hill or do we need to, to keep looking for another guy? Because this is going to give us a ton of room to work with in terms of uh, moving up at that flex spot. At that flex spot. Here's here's my problem with that is I don't love the Baltimore run game. Again, you know, when you talk about in this particular game against Seattle, you know, I, I think I'd rather go if, if I'm looking for people at in the Baltimore offense, I think I'm only really looking at Lamar Jackson simply because, you know, 
Seattle's given up six rushing touchdowns on the year. Not great. Uh, not terrible, but not great either. It's, I, I just am not loving it. I think that it's going to be one of those games where Baltimore doesn't score as much as they they, they do at other times simply because they don't think they're going to need to. I think their defense is going to do a great job containing Seattle's offense. They, you know, they, they give up the least amount of points to opposing offenses. So I think they're going to do what needs to be done to win the game, but I don't think they're going to have to do a lot in order to do that. Ooh. Personal opinion. So. All right. So. I know you love that game, though. I know you love it. I, I don't love that game. But I just think it's very intriguing because that's one of the games that could hit the over if Baltimore's defense falters, which we've seen it happen in the past where they have a great defense and out of nowhere, they just collapse for the second yeah. half of the season uh, for whatever reason that may be. It could be the offense not producing at a high level and just giving them short fields, leaving them on the field for the entire time because of early three and outs. Yeah. There's just a whole slew of different reasons why the Baltimore Ravens defense falters. Uh, I just think that it could end up being a, a situation where we see a shootout, in which case I would want, you know, Justice Hill. If we're talking about the Baltimore team actually succeeding at a high level, uh, yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba makes an interesting spot for the flex where we could pivot up at the running back position. Nope, not for you. <laughs> <laughs> that that epic, epic line of silence is great. All right, we're going back up. We need to select a, a, a player. We'll say, all right, between uh, you had Zach Moss. And... Zach Moss. I think Zach Moss is, I mean, how how much are we seeing ownership on him? Is, is it None. all on Non-existent. Non-existent? Then I think Zach Moss is the answer there. All right, we're going Zach Moss here. And left of the flex, we have 4,800. Okay. All right, we in the flex at 4,800 are looking at players like Cam Akers, Samir White, Tyler Algier. You mentioned that you like Michael Thomas, but we can't play Michael Thomas with Reed Sheed and Alvin Kamara. <laughs> it just can't well, happen. And let's let's be be fair here too. Michael Thomas is at 4,700, but that's more that's more New Orleans there that I I uh, I'm trying to throw in. So you know. There is the Royce Freeman option there too, which he had the most amount of playing time, most amount of uh, snaps played last week against the Green Bay stupid run defense. Uh, but we need, I think we need a little bit more cushion to get out of our situation in the in the in the defense that we have right now i don't know i kind of look we're streaming right here uh it's gonna okay. give us an extra 200 if we want to flex you, okay. you're right i mean he scored touchdown he rushed for 4.9 yards per touch up against a more stout uh defense with the dallas cowboys like you said green base rush defense isn't there I, i'm gonna plug roy roy streaming in here for now and let's pivot over to this defense and see what we're left with sitting at, we're left at, with 3100 3,100, and the Colts make some sense up against Carolina. Mm -hmm. We have the Texans up against Tampa Bay. Um, you know, the, I mean, the... so Texans defense, I'm, I'm not loving any of the wide receivers for Tampa Bay this week. Uh, I think Baker's been getting a little too big for his britches. So <laughs> honestly, I'm little, almost... he's gotten yeah. a little cocky. That's so, how Baker gets. That's how Baker gets. I know he does. Honestly, that could I'm, happen. That could really pay off. I'm not even a lie. <laughs> you're talking about the uh you're talking about which the Texans defense? 
Yeah, the, the, oh, I'm talking about, you know, Baker just, yeah, but the Texans defense, but Baker getting too big for his britches, which yeah. essentially will, you know, result in a meltdown. But speaking of meltdowns, I mean, God, the Seahawks up against Baltimore. The Seahawks are, are putting up 10.1 points per game. You know, Baltimore has been far from, I guess, mistake proof football. Mm. If they try to get into a shootout, we could see opportunities where we see some fumble up, some fumbles. We see some interceptions. Mm-hmm. That could result in it, but I, I'm down. Let's go ahead. Let's put in the Texans defense up against Baker. It just makes sense for the lineup that we're doing. Okay. And uh, and let's build another one as soon as we do this. Let's see. Texans done. Enter. So real quick, we have Dak Prescott, Alvin Kamara, Zach Moss, Brandon Cooks, CeeDee Lamb, Raheed Shaheed, Dallas Goddard, Royce <laughs> Freeman, and the Texans defense. We feel really good about the base of Dak Prescott, Alvin Kamara, Brandon Cooks, CeeDee Lamb and Dallas Goddard, but you could mix up that skeleton in whichever way you want it. I am hitting deposit, or I'm sorry, I'm hitting submit on that one. Not hitting deposit yet. Luckily, <laughs> I have not had to hit deposit yet. And, and while we <laughs> contemplate, <laughs> yes, <laughs> while we contemplate our next me. lineup, oh yeah, oh, you totally lost me. Now we, we contemplate about our next lineup. Let's go ahead and hear about Underdog, which I don't know if you guys have heard of Underdog. You probably have if you listen to the show, because I love, love, love Underdog. But let's go ahead. Let's take a quick break. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically Underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 you can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Well, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than, Madison, less than, but also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in $100, underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. Whoosh. That's what it says. It says whoosh. What's going on, everybody? Underdog's great. It's a good time. It's my favorite uh, betting app for sure. And my favorite part about Underdog is actually the in-game bets. So I was was going through the math, you know, lining up all my bets from throughout the season. And I realized that 80% of my income was actually the in-game parlays that I've been playing versus the parlays that I placed beforehand. Um, Wow. Just because it's so predictable. Like, the other day we're sitting there, I think this was like a week or two ago. We were sitting there at Derrick Henry... Over under 22 rushing yards at halftime because he only had like six in the first half or something. He, wow. he got shut down. But they weren't passing the ball at all. The offense wasn't moving. 
I don't remember if it was exactly Derrick Henry, but it was a player very similar to that, if, if not him. Uh, it turns out, yeah, he crushed that. But, I mean, that's how a bunch of them were lined up, and it was just lining up for the, for the way the game, you know, was laid out. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, this wow. is just way too easy to make money. <laughs> my underdog account is overflowing right now, and I cannot wait to get into the playoff best ball with the bank account I have rolled up on underdog. I am so excited. Nice. Well, and I see that Jamie said the deposit match is $500 right now. Woo! Oh, that's dope. That's yeah. thank you, Jamie, for, for giving that shout out. Rosalie, we, we are running, we have 10 minutes to build two lineups, essentially. Okay. I might get fired for this one because we're going to run over, but uh, let's, we got to rapid fire it. Let's go ahead. Let's build a lineup. And before we build a lineup, let's talk about some guys that were fading uh, as quickly as possible. I was going to say Amari DiMercato. Uh, obviously, he's out now, as, as you informed mm -hmm. me right before the show. So I'm going to fade Keontae Ingram. Uh, he's not going to be the guy this week. I don't care if he gets 20 attempts. Unfortunately, that's not going to result in a net positive for him. It could still be negative five yards rushing. I, I just don't love it. it. It's a very tough defense. I know they're going to have to run a ton with the rookie. I just don't see it. Meanwhile, my other fade is going to be Adam Thielen, who is mm. essentially phenomenal up against man coverage. He's not phenomenal, and neither is uh, Bryce Young up against zone so, although I do think that there are players that we can mention here in a little bit that will succeed up against the zone coverage from the Colts, I, I don't think that's going to be Adam Thielen this week. And at his price, it just scares me. Just scares yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that on that, the Adam Thielen thing. He's been money in some, some Great. very choice games, you know, but, but it's the Adam Thielen thing. It's it. Carolina's offense is hard to to love in any way shape or form right uh i i have told people to start adam thielen in their season long in certain instances again matchup yeah. dependent but this is just not not a good one for him at so. his price it just doesn't make any sense it's like 7100 i think for his price right now and yeah, uh, yeah 7500 excuse me 7500 for adam thielen this week i'm not paying that I, I just don't see him producing that that level up against zone coverage he never has yeah yeah. And, and for me, like, and I know we talk about, talked about this a little bit, but I, I, maybe we can start this lineup based on my fade from this person to a different person. But, you know, we know that AJ Brown, we talked about him. He's the highest on the slate. He's averaging yes, over 10 targets a game, which is fantastic that's what you're looking for and this is a high game total that people are going to chase he's going to be super chalky you know but you look at dallas versus the wide receiver position and i agree with you i would go Devonte smith um much more than than aj brown in this because they are going to target aj brown they are going to make sure that aj brown is locked down dallas has only given up four total passing touchdowns two wide receivers on the season and they haven't given up over 86 yards in a game to any wide receiver so for me for that highest paid player on the slate i don't want to touch aj brown but who i do want to touch and i want to touch a lot is Devonte Adams, right? So if we're going to pay like 8600 or in that 8000 range, give me Devonte Adams at a 8100 because at 8100, you know, we were talking about this a little bit, but you know, the, the players that chirp get the they get the juice and there's been a big shakeup over there, you know, everything fell apart 
and Devontae Adams has been chirping. This is the playmaker. Antonio Pierce, the new coach, he has said, I am a Raider at heart. He has love for this team. So what are they going to do? They're going to give it to their playmaker. Their playmaker is Devontae Adams. And yes, I think Jacoby Myers gets some love as well, but they're going to target Jacoby, uh, uh, Devontae Adams a lot. Um, and when you look at Aiden O'Connell and, and how he's played when he's come into the game, he looks for Devontae. So I, I think this is going to be a huge game for Devontae Adams and a big bounce back spot for them. Uh, you know, the Giants... The defense actually hasn't been terrible. It's supposed to be a low-scoring game at 38 with the over-under. But like we've said, Vegas has been getting it wrong. And Vegas has been getting it wrong when it comes to their Raiders. So what are your thoughts on that? I, I love it. I think that it's interesting because I'm sitting there looking up Daniel Jones price and I'm like, Oh, I can't like, I don't want to run this out, but like, it's really interesting because I want to play a Josh Jacobs lineup. I would like to play a DeMonta Adams lineup. I just don't know if I can play them together. Mm. Like, you know, both just have the upside, but they also both have complete downside. So it's like, Oh man, if we go really super heavy on this one, is there yeah. any chance that we could see this game blow up and Vegas get it wrong? I think there is a chance, but it's just so small that it's like, all right, it you're is. wasting your money if you throw money at this matchup, if you build more than like one lineup towards it, mm -hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, let's just say that that Jude, or not Juju, excuse me, uh, that Myers is involved over either Devonta Adams or over Josh Jacobs. You know, like you're essentially kind of screwing yourself because I'm not going to play multiple different lineups. The only lineup that I'm going to play is a Daniel Jones lineup with Saquon Barkley, uh, Josh Jacobs, Devonta Adams, and then maybe like a Wandell Robinson or Darius Slayton or somebody along those lines, right? Like yeah. where Daniel Jones could see the value and, but you still hope that it's a Daniel Jones rushing game where he rushes for 80 yards, but he's yeah. coming off an injury. It's just every time that I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh, this is a massive red flag. This is a massive red flag. <laughs> it's like, I, I love the thought of playing one of these guys. And I, I think I just want to get one of these guys, you know, in my lineup. <laughs> That's what I want to build. So, so what about, what about one Adams. of the running backs? In I mean, I know Saquon's kind of, you know, banged up, but what about a Matt Breda flyer? Oh God, against, I can't do that. Against oh, Las Vegas, Las Vegas is terrible against the run. I know, and and honestly, like, all right, so I'm on board with with Saquon Barkley. If you want to play Saquon Barkley as like the skinny run back, I am yeah. so down with that because we're okay. looking at. Saquon Barkley stats, we have 18.8 fantasy points, 19.8. Uh, he yeah. only did a 13.8 a few weeks ago, but he still had 24 rushing attempts. And then 27.2 points, 36 rushing attempts, 21 rushing attempts, 24 rushing attempts, 17 yeah. rushing attempts. Meanwhile, five targets, four targets. I mean, he's their yeah. entire offense right now. It's I mean, he averages, he averages almost 26 touches a game. Yeah, so yes. Saquon Barkley should be an auto start. Uh, I'm embarrassed to bring him up pro uh, previously. And it's weird yeah. too. By the way, I don't know if you've seen this. I've seen it all over the internet today. The the Raiders went out, fired their GM, fired the head coach, fired the offensive coordinator, benched their starting quarterback, and they're still favored up against the Giants this week. <laughs> That's how bad the Giants are. That's how bad the Giants are. It's just so, it, it, it's just but yeah, I, I think a Saquon, Devontae Adams. I mean, how old school is this? I love it. I'm <laughs> down for 2018. Let's go. <laughs> Did I get that year right? I think I did. I All think right. so. <laughs> 1819. It was definitely pre-COVID. Definitely pre-COVID. Oh, 100%. <laughs> All right. So now we have to figure out where we want to go uh, for the rest of the build. And, I, you know, 
we built a mid-level type uh, build, we can still go high-end and go with Lamar Jackson, for example, and try to run him naked with like a, a single run back in hopes that the defense does play well. I, I think that that's the way to go with Lamar Jackson. So you don't end up in the chalk. I, I still feel like Lamar Jackson is going to put out big numbers. It's just where do you want to put the money? See, I think that I think Lamar Jackson is still expensive at eighty two hundred this week. Don't I forget, really do. we ran yeah, out. I, I, what I Cam mean, Newton what naked it? one week that he was super expensive. Don't don't forget about that. Yeah, I know, I know. If you like him, I like him. I'm I'm thinking. I mean, there's a CJ Stroud available that we talked about a little bit earlier, and uh, so if you're going naked, <laughs> if you're going naked, or if you're going naked and you really want to uh, to get get risky, you know, and go cheap on the on the uh, on the QB and. I mean, it's ugly and it's not pretty, but you got Mac Jones sitting at 4,900. Washington just got rid of their edge rushers. Washington gives up the second most fantasy points to QBs. He's definitely not going to be chalky. Can I talk you into the the Taylor Henneke and Kyle Pitts stack? Because, I mean, we're sitting there with, with no other offensive weapons. We talked about Matt Collins. We talked about MVS. Neither one of us liked I like him. It. We, we I have like to settle it. somewhere, right? And, and I think that Taylor Henneke uh, brings some level of, I guess, uh, fantasy points that is magical from him. It's almost like the Fitzpatrick without the upside, but at least the yeah. floor. No, I like Heineke. I've always, I've always liked him. I liked him in Washington. I, I like the, the, the bravado he brings. So I don't hate that at all. Yeah, and no, I will bring up last week. He was in a half. He was twelve for twenty-one with one touchdown. He also still ran the ball twice for fourteen yards. I mean, he has that floor. Last week he put up twelve point four points and a half. Uh, you know, if we can hit eighteen points with him, I think we're talking about netting positive. And it's like, okay, who do we bring with him? We know that he loves the tight end. He he's done really well with Logan Thomas in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's made tight ends look good that are not good tight ends. Yeah, that he's yeah. played with throughout his entire career. So and he loves the alpha on the offense. And there yeah. is no alpha in terms of receiving capabilities outside of Kyle that, Pitts. Kyle Pitts, exactly. So I like it. I I actually like that a lot. All right, let's go ahead. I know we're running low, so we'll we'll rapid fire. All right, we have Henneke, Barkley, Adams, and Pitts in here. Do we want to run back with a Minnesota player? We know Atlanta's been pretty good, although they weren't good last weekend on defense. Uh, do we want to add another player onto the stack, or do you want to run it back with somebody? Um, with Atlanta, with Minnesota, it's just so hard to see what's going to happen. I, I don't like their their running back options. I think you could do Hawkinson, but he's probably going to be expensive. Their running back options, I mean, here's the thing. Atlanta has given up zero rushing touchdowns on the year. Zero and give up those second least fantasy points to running backs. So I'm not touching the running backs. I'm not touching the wide receivers with, with the quarterback unknown that's going on there. Um, so maybe Hawkinson, but he's going to be expensive. I don't think Hawkinson's too bad right now. He's sitting at 5,200 and he's pretty much a wide receiver at this point. You know, yeah. he's putting up 15 points a game. We've seen the explosive games. My biggest concern about this matchup is that, it's slow pace of play because they're bringing mm-hmm. in Joshua Dobbs or Jaron Hall, I guess the rookie, you know, it could be Joshua mm-hmm. Dobbs by halftime. Who knows, but they're going to have to acclimate him to the offense. They're going to have to mm-hmm. move things slowly. 
We're not going to see a ton of points generated. So maybe there is a hyper focus on points that are scored between mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts and Taylor Henneke. Taylor Henneke runs in for two for a touchdown. We see Kyle Pitts score two in the receiving game, and that's it. Meanwhile, it's still just 21 to, to 14 at the end of the game. But I think so, target-wise, don't we see a lot of Hawk? We you know probably that, do with Jared yeah. Hall. I'm yeah. down. Let's do Hawkins. Let's do a t- double tight end lineup. I love those. I think those are uh, different all by themselves, and you can play chalk the whole rest of the lineup because not enough people mm-hmm. play double tight end lineups. I'm down for that. Got it. All right, let's go ahead and throw in placeholder defense. I'm not going to put us into that big of a conundrum again as we were just in last time. Let's go ahead and put Indy up against Carolina for now. And we have running backs and wide receivers left. Two wide receiver, one running back. Okay. Two wide receivers. 5,500. Got it. So what do we need? $5,500 a piece, essentially. Now, I do love Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is in an interesting spot up against the zone coverage. He runs uh, or he averages out 2.32 yards per route run compared to 0.78 up against man coverage. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, we talk about how the, the Seattle Seahawks are predominantly zone, and a lot of teams are, but there's just a massive difference for zone coverage by the Seahawks. I think Zay yeah. Flowers is interesting. He's a little chalky, but the price mm-hmm. doesn't make him uh, impossible to play in this one. Yeah, no, I like Zay Flowers a lot. You know, again, you, we, we talk about that game, and who is, who is Lamar going to look for? It's Zay. He's going to look for Zay all day. Zay all day. <laughs> I love that. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Zay all day. Let's go. And we already right, maxed so- out our tight ends, so we can't go out and play you know, Mark Andrews at this point either. So, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. That's all right. I'm good with it. I like Kyle Pitts. I like Hawk. All right. So we got a wide receiver and a running back left, and we've got 10,900. We're so- set up. I'll go ahead and I'll I'll dive into one of my other sleepers real quick just to see if you're gonna bite on this. Um, Tank Dell saw seven yeah, opportunities I- on 45 snaps last week. He only ran 25 routes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, throughout that 45 snaps. So he's predominantly on the the field for running plays. Uh, I expect him to do dirty up against the Bucks. The Bucks struggle up against wide receivers, allowing at least 249 yards in two of the past three games and over 200 yards receiving in four of the eight games, and they're suspect at best in the slot. They're not good in the slot. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I like that call a lot. It's, uh, it's something I've been looking at quite a bit as well. Tank Dell is, I, I, I mean, just his name alone speaks to, this is a guy I need on my team. It's one of those those names you just want to root for just because of the name. So, and and Houston, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, a lot. And Nico, you know, Nico was the guy at the beginning of the season, but he's spreading it around a little bit more. And Tank Dell is that guy that that people are not covering. So I like it. Yeah, I think that Tank Dell is a slam dunk this week. He's one of my favorite players to roll out there. I, I left him for my sleepers instead of going for the the other position in terms of my locks just because of his price and his lack of ownership. But I love some Tank Dell this week. Love it. All right, we got a running back left. All right, so you talked about this a little bit earlier, and we're talking about just like high upside, could be cheap, could get. Uh, you talked about Jamal Williams a little bit. Uh, he's 4,300. So, and then we also have the Royce Freeman thing, but we put him in the last one. 
but Daryl Henderson is 5,100. If you want to get a piece of that same game, that same backfield, that same split, uh, there's that available as well. I mean, don't forget, like, Jamal Williams has only been back for a couple games. And I know he's splitting the field with everybody, but, uh, like, we're talking about red zone opportunities. There mm-hmm. should be a plenty of them, short field situations. We could be facing a blowout. If Jamal mm-hmm. Williams gets a touchdown in the fourth, would you be surprised at all? If he ends up with two touchdowns this game, would you be surprised at all? No, no, he's that guy. He's that dude, you know, that that comes in and you're like, how did that just happen? He's the how did that just happen, dude? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we're left with 4,400. We can pivot all the way up to the Browns up against Arizona. We can also do the Saints and the and Saints. That. <laughs> all right, Give let's me that do Saints it. G. All right, that is in. That is our primary one. We have one contest left, folks. As I'm entering this in, Rosalie, could you tell me who your sleepers are for this week? Well, my sleepers, we talked about them a little bit, which was uh, I I love Mac Jones this week. Again, he's 4,900. Yes, we don't trust the, uh, the, the New England offense all that much, and especially losing Kendrick Bourne is a big big deal. But Washington, even when they had Montez Sweat, even when they had Chase Young, they gave up 18 passing touchdowns. That's the most in the league. They've given up a lot of passing touchdowns and give up the second most points to opposing offense, the second most points to to opposing QBs. They've even given up a rushing touchdown to a, 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 a QB. So I, I I like Mac Jones as a deep, deep sleeper. Nobody's going to have him in their lineup. Nobody will. And this is painful. <laughs> and typically I like to, to build a, a more expensive quarterback lineup, but I think it's, it's smart to fade the more expensive ones this week. Let's do it. Let's build a Mac Jones lineup. <laughs> look yeah. at you. You look so pained. Yeah. By <laughs> but, but Hey, Washington just gave up their, their, their edge rushers. Well, who's going to get to him? He's going right. to have more pressure. <laughs> there's a player that we have to put in here if we're we're building this lineup, and that's Demario Douglas, right? Like, there's no way yes. that we can get away from Demario yes, Douglas. Yes, absolutely. You look at Demario Douglas and and what has he's become over the past few weeks. It's pretty. It's very, very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pretty. Oh, I love in that. In terms of targets. I love that. I didn't say I hated it. I love it. Yeah. No, I, I think that it's uh it's a great, great matchup over there in the slot. Washington struggles in the slot from time to time. Uh, we'll see who they end up having cover the slot this week. Obviously, they're probably gonna have to increase their blitz percentage, which we haven't had to see because they can just rush four and still get to the quarterback. That's not mm-hmm. gonna be the case this week. They're gonna be able to, or they're gonna be forced to, excuse me, uh blitz uh, probably on a good 25% of their snaps if they want to get to the quarterback. That means that tomorrow Douglas is going to see a lot of one-on-one coverage or coverage up against linebackers. I, I think that's a slam dunk for tomorrow Douglas. He's definitely one of my sleepers that I have locked in uh, this week. Meanwhile, okay. go ahead. I, I'm, I'm looking at if, if you have you thought about Hunter Henry too? Oh my God! How gross are you getting on me right now? I'm no. getting super <laughs> gross on you right now. <laughs> Jesus! All right, let's go, Hunter super Henry. Let's gross. build this. I'm. <laughs> I've gotten sick on this show once before. I'm just saying, don't make me do it again. 
All right, we got super gross. I know, I know. You know, it's New England's offense has been, but this is still, you know, I mean, how much is he? How much is he? He's nothing. He's 3,600. Yeah, he's nothing. So the last time we went with a a Patriots quarterback, we almost won the contest we were in. We we got like in like the, the top 250 out of, 20 something thousand entrants and that was with cam newton running about solo on the dfs show we did a couple years ago so uh, patriots quarterbacks i guess is our secret sauce let's see if hey, was i again. there for you for that did did i call the cam newton thing you called cam newton we ran about butt ass naked that's where the butt ass naked came from <laughs> that that's where my my dfs butt ass naked claim has has come from i talk about being butt ass naked all the time on the show from that show that we did back two years ago where you called Cam Newton and you said, don't play him with a wide receiver. So <laughs> we're doing so it again. So this is going to be the second New England QB that, all right, I like it. This I'm is feeling our fourth show together. Now. This is our second one that we've done, our fourth DFS show together. This is the, the second one where we built a freaking New England Patriots quarterback <laughs> build. Let's do it. All right. So that means we have plenty of, uh, we can do anything we want at this point. I'm going to go and throw in our defense. We have all the money, and also we're not playing chalk, so it really doesn't matter. We could get chalk for the entire rest of our lineup. I'm going right. to go and throw in the Colts defense again. There and, we go. Uh, we'll see. Let's see. We have 6,800 left for Should position. Should we another Kamara in there? We, we have another... to do Kamara. Yeah, I think so. Saquon Barkley? Let's go. Saquon Barkley. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're left with 6,100. Uh, I feel like And we've there's... got three positions, all right? I, I feel like... We have to run it back because New England's not just going to score to score, right? They'll no. start running the ball because they want to run the ball. This has to be somewhat of a shootout. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, we're going to have to play Terry McLaurin. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the direction you want to go? Do we do, we do Terry McLaurin or we do, we do Dotson? We don't, need to, we don't need to save money, do we? We don't need no. to save money. So no, yeah, we don't do, need to. Do, do Scary Terry. Yeah, I mean, John Dotson makes sense to an extent, but John Dotson has been non-existent in this offense up until last week. Yeah. So I'd much rather go with the guy that we know they're going to rely on from week to week than go on a guy that, that is not happening for them. Even yeah. Curtis Samuel, I think I would rather do over Jahan Dotson, to be honest with you. Is he is he fully available? Let me see. Would you rather do him than Scary Terry? Because we can pivot all the way up if we get this group. No, I, I think I'd rather do Scary oh, Terry. I'm sorry. Curtis Samuel's out. I apologize. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I wanted to make sure. I, I thought I saw that, but I... You know, things change all the time. That means no, that Scary I, Terry will probably alternate to the slot for part of the snaps, and then they're just going to put Deami Brown on the outside. Yeah. So that's great. That's a yeah. perfect lineup for Scary Terry. I love that. Let's get him. All right. We have 6,400 left, and we have a wide receiver and a flex position. So we do want to pay up and go to one of these higher-end guys and then pay down for the other position? Yeah. Or would we rather just do both guys around the 6K range? I think give me a better wide receiver and then the flex will find a nice juicy. Oh man, we could play CD lamb at 82 and still get another player for 46. Do it. All right. Who are we looking at? 46 for the flex. 46 for the flex. KJ Osborne. We have Justice Hill, Royce Freeman, Antonio Gibson, which by the way, would live up to this gross build. Um, <laughs> Rashid Shaheed, that's your dude. There's that's Rashid. Give me more Rashid in my life. All right. <laughs> You're getting some Rashid Shaheed in your life. And so Are you happy got with some this? Mara and Shaheed there. 
I mean, we're max on our cap. We can still roll with the Colts. No big deal. I like we have it. Mac Jones, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Demario Douglas, Terry McLaurin, CeeDee Lamb, Hunter Henry, Raheed Shahid, and the Colts defense. God, I got to get off the show before I puke everywhere. Let's go ahead and let's hit enter. I'm just going to leave this on the screen. I'm going to hit enter right now. Just see, see it. It's in there, people. It is in there. I just submitted that lineup. I did not bulk. I didn't fade. We just made that lineup happen. I cannot wait until this is your best. The Mac Jones led lineup is your best one. I can't wait. <laughs> God, I can't even. Can't All right, wait. so let's go. <laughs> I, I'm excited for it too. I'm excited. <laughs> Rosalie, what you got going on? You know, what are you doing inside the fantasy community? Can you give us a little bit of insight? Oh, you know, we've got a number of different things going on. We've got uh, a number of different radio stations across the nation. So you can, if you're in Green Bay, if you're in Southern California, if you're in Phoenix, you know, you can uh, listen to me on the radio and uh, I'll answer your start sit questions. And then, of course, my own content that I put out as well. And you can see those links on the Twitter verse. Oh, it's not Twitter anymore. It's X, throwing up the X like Des Bryant took over. <laughs> oh gosh, that's so true. That's so scary. Listen, thank you all for tuning in. It has been a pleasure. If you guys want to go give us a shout out, head over there to playerprofiler.com to advance all or to see all the advanced analytics. If you all take one of our lineups that we built, the skeleton of a lineup, you guys can go throw it over there into the DFS Dominator. Go check that out. And of course, the first mover podcast to give you a little bit of insight as to where we're going to go each week because Mark Garcia over there is an absolute genius when it comes to that. Listen, from myself, from Rosalie Michaels, thank you all for tuning in and hanging out with us tonight. And make sure if you're going to do kinky stuff behind the scenes to have your curtains closed. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all of this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.